Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we're in season two. Season two, episode whatever we release this in. Uh, this is our special little Thanksgiving episode. Uh, one of our favorite holidays of the year. Uh, maybe looking a little different this year for some of us. May not have many big gatherings, but we're still going to enjoy some really good food. Uh, hopefully barbecue ends up being a part of your Thanksgiving meal. Uh, I'm still looking into some options in terms of what I'm going to add from a barbecue standpoint to my meal, but barbecue will more than likely be represented on my Thanksgiving table. I'm sure it will for me too, and I have not even thought about it. We're, <laughs> we're coming right up on it. We've, we have thought about it. We just haven't been able to figure out what we're going to do. Um, I do need to make a batch of turkey stuffing and gravy sausage. Um, kind of our annual tradition now. Yeah, yeah we, we started that one. I'm not, I'm not saying we're the first people to ever do that, but uh, we started serving a sauce, making and serving a sausage like that. Oh gosh, was it three, four years ago now? Um, I, think, I think four, yeah, easily. Um, it's, a, it's a really, one of my favorite sausages that we make, um, and it's exactly how it sounds. It's a turkey sausage with stuffing incorporated into it and gravy that we make incorporated into it. It's, it's Thanksgiving in a casing, and it's delicious. It is. But that's not what we're thankful for. No, no. We, we um, wanted to kind of have a, probably a short little episode here, just kind of highlighting that, you know, there's there's so much to not be happy about right now in the world. We wanted to talk about some things in the barbecue world that, that we're thankful for, things that made us happy to, to see or hear or experience or find out about. There's an old country song about things I'm thankful for. There. Little dogs and rain and puppies or something. Yeah, um, sure. Is it by but, Florida Georgia Line? Uh, no, no. I'm talking <laughs> an old, like, like Charlie Pride. No, I, that's just, like, I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> But yes, everyone hates Florida Georgia Line, so I thought I'd bring that up. Okay. Um, so first thing that we are thankful for, we're gonna do ten. It's like a top ten countdown, maybe. I don't but know. But this is in no like particular order. It's no, not like that would take effort. Yeah. <laughs> so don't read anything into the order. <laughs> no pork steak. Of course. Yes, we are thankful for the bone-in, inch and a half thick shoulder cut pork steak cooked over coals. Uh, at a heat of about uh, 275, 300, somewhere around there. Um, get a nice sear on that sucker, mop it a little bit, pull it around the 185, 190 degree mark, and then just enjoy some delicious fatty, porky goodness. So we are we are thankful for pork steak and those that make it well. Uh, we still hope to see it on more and more menus, and uh, we hope you guys are ordering it because they're not going to keep making it if you don't. Yeah, and, and you know, it, the other thing that I really like about pork steak in particular is that it's cheap. You know, you can you can go um, to the store, you can buy them sometimes on sale for 99 cents a pound, slice them up if you buy a, a meat hacksaw, or you can ask your butcher. A lot of times, if your butcher's there, they will actually cut it for you for free. Um, get them about an inch thick, inch and a half thick, and go for it. And I mean, there's really, I'm not sure of pretty much any meat that you can cook that is that cheap um, and, and that delicious too at the same time. And I'm a cheap guy, but um, next thing that we're thankful for, number two on the list, sausage. Good old sausage. Uh, there's there's so many creative things going on in the barbecue world. Sausage has definitely been an avenue of creativity for a lot of barbecue owners. Um, just you know, Obviously, we're not going to run through the list of all the ones you know about, chili radio, blah, blah, blah. It's delicious, we know. Um, but yes, 
there's there's still something so satisfying about just a traditional classic pork and beef blend sausage with minimal spices in it and the right amount of fat and a snappy casing. It's just it's such a such a pure barbecue thing. Yeah, I mean it's it, it, it kind of like you said everything about it, which is um, from classic, simple, old school sausage like you know we had earlier at Smitty's to Chili Relleno, one of the more recent and just phenomenal stretches of what sausage can be to silly things like we already talked about, turkey and stuffing sausage. Yep. Um, a friend of mine, Cody, and I have been talking about apple pie sausage. I know Bill Dumas just released one and um, Keenan Goldie's from a long time ago. Probably the very first like true artisan sausage I ever had was a apple pie sausage. So just, you know, I, I just really love the, the depth and breadth of what good sausage can be. Yeah, and uh, there are a lot of places making really good sausage now, both both traditional type sausages and creative sausages. Uh, like you said, Bill Dumas is one of those. He's working at uh, Liberty Barbecue, uh, John Brotherton's place in Round Rock, and they're doing some really, really creative stuff out there, um, and so many others that it would take us too long to name. Number three, Franklin Barbecue without having to stand in line. Now, what do you mean by this? I know what you mean, but maybe not everybody knows. Yeah, if you don't know, it's time to learn. Um, yes, Franklin Barbecue, which we've said it many times, we will say it again. If you're a big barbecue fan, you should make that pilgrimage at least one time where you stand in the line. Obviously, that's not an option right now in COVID times, but standing standing in the line, making friends with people on the line, waiting, and that the anticipation of getting to the ordering counter and ordering the delicious brisket and ribs. I mean, it's... It's second to none. You should absolutely do it. But that being said, the Franklin line is a huge time commitment, as we all know. Um, and right now, during COVID times, their restaurant is not open for dine-in service in any capacity. Uh, they are, however, open for to-go orders. And you can order to-go and in, in advance of as much as six weeks right now. And what you do is you go to franklinbbq.com. You pick your date and your time. Um, I, I would say still try to do a few days in advance to make sure they have everything you want because uh, the slots will fill up a little bit. But uh, but yes, find, find the date and time you want to pick up your food. You order, I think it's a three pound minimum um, and you place your order for however much food you want. And what you'll do is you'll get your order confirmation on, on the day that it's your, your turn to go pick up. You drive there, you go into a clearly marked parking spot in their parking lot and there's signs there saying please you know text this number with your parking spot your order number you text that information to them and within a few minutes uh, they do ask you to open your trunk and stay in your car it's completely contactless pickup Um, within a few minutes they are putting food into the trunk of your car and they walk away and you can then close your trunk and drive away it is one of the smoothest pickup transitions transactions i've had five minutes i think it was five minutes it was, was, our it was so efficiently run and on top of that uh franklin barbecue has started uh, shipping uh cold briskets nationwide um it's uh, through gold belly which i know a lot of barbecue joints have used for their shipping um, so you can find that that information as well um, so there are it's easier now to get franklin barbecue than it ever has been uh, so that is a very nice thing in, in a time where it stinks that we can't have these large gatherings the way we want to. We can still have Franklin barbecue and it's e- 
easier to get than it than it's ever been. So yeah, we are, it can't get any easier. No, we are, we are the only the only thing is the, the minimum order limit. So you know you may want to get together with two or three friends. Yes. Or just get it all and then and then save it for later and yep. have several days worth of meals. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's 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 phenomenal barbecue and it's phenomenally easy to get. There just has to be a little bit of, of planning ahead. That's all. Yeah. So so yes, very thankful that that is now an option in a, in a time where uh, we could all use some good barbecue and it's it's easy to get great barbecue right now number four is miguel vidal and valentina's tex-mex barbecue yes and what specifically are we thankful for well, other than everything yeah i mean really you know we we hopefully we've talked enough about them that you've gone out and seen them uh, their mesquite smoked barbecue is unique uh, in flavor profile compared to everybody else's um, at least in the central Texas area, because it's not very common for mesquite. And their tacos there, you know, it's it's more than just saying it's chopped beef in a taco, because we're not talking about chopped beef in a tortilla. We're talking about items like what's called the Real Deal Holyfield, and get it sliced, and get a get a moist slice. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of getting giddy talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say this. Miguel Vidal is to... Tex-Mex barbecue as Aaron Franklin is to Central Texas barbecue. Nice the, one. That's a pretty good one. Uh, the, the the explosion of Tex-Mex barbecue over the last few years with, I mean, traditional traditional just Texas joints starting to add in Tex-Mex influence and then straight up Tex-Mex influence barbecue like, like JQ's Tex-Mex, like 2M Smokehouse. I mean, all these great and wonderful places that, that have opened up over the last couple of years. Um, a lot of that really originated with Valentina's, and I'm not saying that Miguel is the first person to put a piece of brisket inside of a tortilla. I'm saying he did it as well as anyone has ever done it, and it has inspired a lot of people to do it more often. Right. It, it really exploded that specific niche of, of barbecue to, to yeah. become its own. Like here in Texas, you, know, you hear people talk about, like, like Jesus said, Central Texas barbecue. I think Tex-Mex barbecue stands on its own now. Yes. Like it's an entire class of barbecue. Yeah, and it's a delicious class. I mean, yes. and, and come on, who who in Texas doesn't love Tex-Mex and who in Texas doesn't love barbecue? I mean, that's it's a natural marriage. And, uh, and yeah, Miguel is one Unlike of the... Unlike in some states. Yes, yes. No, M- Miguel is absolutely one of the pioneers of, of that modern Tex-Mex barbecue combination. Um, number something. I think we're on number five now. One, two, three, four, five. Yes. Small town prices. Yes, we, we, we are consumers of barbecue, and we pay for our barbecue, and we spend a lot of money on barbecue. <laughs> And we don't mind spending, we spend lots of money on it. We don't mind spending premium prices on premium meats and all that fun stuff. And barbecue is expensive. We get all that. And, of course, if you're serving barbecue in a major city, it is, there's far more expensive cost of operations than it will be in a small town. And so we understand the price difference. But, boy, when we take these small town Texas barbecue road trips, it is so nice to see some of these prices that we haven't seen in the big cities in five-plus years. And so we love doing it. Uh, we took a recent barbecue road trip where we started out, we drove all the way to Mathis to go to Butters, um, which if you have not made that trip, you absolutely should. Um, wonderful brisket um, in a small town. And then made a trip to an even smaller town of Nixon, Texas. Uh, Sean and Amy Collins, who have been on the show before, uh, good friends of ours. We've been enjoying going to Pioneer for as, almost as long as we've been doing road trips together. And it's, it's just a really fun wonderful little Maybe one place. of the first road trips. It's, it actually. is. It's probably yeah. one of the first road trips that you and I ever took together. Um, and we uh, we love going down there. And, and we both, because it was one of the first trips we've, we'd taken in a while, 
and when we, were, we were sitting in the restaurant eating the one of the most delicious banana puddings you'll ever eat. Um, it's it's wonderful. Um, but anyway, we were in there and we were just watching the small town people come in and out, getting their orders on a you know, lazy Saturday afternoon, and it just it it was one of the most uplifting things. You know, it was just we both of us said afterwards we could just sit in here all day and just watch people coming in and out, picking up their sandwiches or their meat plates and having those conversations and everyone knows each other and it was it was just we love that experience and and again as we were alluding to originally in the on the list we love the price of that experience yeah i mean it's and you know it's only it's only doable because obviously their overhead is low um but you know it, all the way and and um, you know baker boys as well yep, um, riverport barbecue yep. all the way up in east texas you know there's there's a lot of places like that that um, they're, you know, they just they they have no other choice because of the market, but also their overheads yeah, low, and right. they're allowed to be able yeah, to do well, it. Yeah, well, and it is. I mean, barbecue is getting more expensive. I mean, we we did see the recent fluctuation in brisket prices. I, you know, I think that has stabilized since, but uh, but yeah, brisket went nuts for a while on pricing at the start of uh, COVID and the pandemic. And even we it's went never to, really come back. It, it's yeah. never fully come down. And I mean, even we went to Smitty's today in Lockhart. And this is a hundred-year-old barbecue joint that's been operating on a fairly low price structure for a long time. Their brisket was almost twenty-one dollars a pound today, and it, and it's a product of of where we're at right now and what it's costing them to produce it. So, and we uh, we were speaking with someone in line at Kalakni who's saying that um, that they've taken brisket off the menu partly in part you know, partly because of the price of it. Yeah, so the, these are things that are a factor for every joint, whether you're in a small town or a big city. But but l- luckily, in some of these big cities, you're still able to get like really cheap sausage links. Uh, we had some eight dollar a pound pork steak at a couple of places today. Yes, yeah, so, so those things are, are nice to see when you can get those small town prices. It kind of lets you explore a little more of the menu than you might have been able to if you're if you're paying a premium price. Yep, always good 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 experiences and food is good and the prices are so cheap it's exciting um, number six is kind of the exact opposite of that um, at least on the on the um, side of excitement and, and differentiation which is expansion of specialty items in barbecue and we're talking about you know places that may still keep a core menu but then they're adding either daily specials or weekend specials um, just a lot of places are doing that now yeah, uh, it's it's been great, especially if you eat as much barbecue as we do, and and you want to find different you know different items. It's great to see what some of these creative places are doing uh, to kind of just break up some of the monotony for them and offer something different to the customer. Uh, Truth has started doing that. I know that they, they over the last year since they opened in Houston, they've added a couple of different sides to the menu uh, here and there. They're not, they may not be served every day, especially now with you know, with everything going on. But I know they, they added a green bean side to the menu, black-eyed peas to the menu. Uh, they're doing half chickens, I think, on the weekends. Don't quote me on that. Uh, with Alabama white sauce. Uh, they've had, not every day, but they do have brisket boudin sometimes on the menu, which is really good. Like a shout-out to Leonard and crew. Maybe the best casing I've ever had on a boudin was with the recent links that, that Brian and I have both had at, uh, at Truth. And, and boudin casing is the hardest of all casings to get right. Yeah, I mean, because you're talking about rice and air voids and all sorts of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, specials like that. Truth is, or, uh, Regals is another one that's doing uh, specials almost every single day of the week right now. Uh, Monday, they're doing a turkey katsu sandwich. Uh, Tuesdays, they're doing 
bar, uh, barbecubans, which are uh, Cuban sandwiches you know, with pulled pork. Uh, Wednesdays are doing pork belly burn ends. Thursdays they are doing Rubens. Fridays they are doing carnitas. Real, oh, oh, I thought that was a barbacoa day. Uh, Saturday is barbacoa Saturday, day. Yeah, real barbacoa. Yeah, yeah, cow head barbacoa. Uh, and so, yeah, Regal's is doing a, a lot of cool stuff right now. Was that Teddy's that I saw that was doing it with um, yeah. Akaushi, yeah. Akaushi kettle? Uh, yeah, Teddy's is, is doing barbacoa. Um, there's a lot of really cool specials going on right now. Um, speaking of specials, uh, Style Switch, who's constantly doing specials. That they, There are now three locations, if you hadn't heard. The original location uh, is, of course, still there. The Switch out in Dripping Springs. And now they have opened a new location in Cedar Park. Um, they they're doing creative specials at all those places. They had they had a bagel brisket something wonderful looking on Instagram a couple weeks ago, um, and they're about to do what's become a very big tradition at Style Switch every year around the holidays is the twelve days of smoked meat. Yeah, the first day of smoked meat I had, uh, but they do some phenomenal, and it, it kills us because we don't live in Austin. Yeah, it really um, does. I, you know my. Uh, my brother-in-law has gotten there and had some some of their specials. I know he had, I, I think it was the Giant Tomahawk last year. I think they did that one yeah, of the days. Yeah, well, and a lot of it is chef collaborations that yes. they're doing, too. And so that, they will collaborate with local chefs and, and come up with, with different specials uh, for, for the 12 days of smoked meat. And it's it's a really cool time. I highly recommend if you're able to get there any or all the days, we'll be very jealous of you. Uh, you absolutely should do that. Share the picture so we can at least uh, you know look through the screen. Yes, please. Um, and, and Goldie's as well. You know, not everybody may be familiar with Goldie's, but kind of like these little star children that uh, <laughs> are doing some amazing barbecue just south of Fort Worth. They're doing um, some crazy wild specials too. Yeah, uh, they're, they're pulling out all the stops. I mean, they were already doing pretty much everything from scratch at that place, and now they're starting to add some specials on there too. So it's, it's great to watch all the creativity that's in the barbecue world these days, and it, it definitely helps. It, it helps yeah, every us. Every once yeah. in a while, somebody kind of overshoots it. You know, and uh, yeah, it comes up course. with something just really silly. Yeah, not not everything is going to be a home run. But but what we really like the variety and 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 kind of it's still kind of a bit of a competition between them to see where they can push things. You know, the the birria tacos that's become so popular. You know, and it's great to see people take that and then they're trying to push it even further. You know, and sometimes you get like everything pastrami, <laughs> but um, but it's okay because. If you if you do ten things pastrami, maybe eight of them really work out really well <laughs> at the end of the day. And so um, we really just like that experimentation that's going on, and people just really trying to stretch the the limits of what what Texas barbecue is considered to be. Absolutely. Um, number seven is just the general availability of great barbecue anywhere in Texas today. You know, there's no major metropolistic location is without a truly great barbecue joint. And that was not true just a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, maybe five, but you know, uh, there, was a, there was definitely a time when there were entire cities, in our opinion, that didn't have a barbecue joint that was really, really top shelf. Yeah, the, it, this cannot be overstated how spoiled we are in barbecue right now. You know, well, Brian and I would drive hours and hours and hours to get to one good barbecue place. And now we can hit five or six in a 10 mile radius. I would say, and we're driving past at least uh, one or two yeah, to get to the other. We, we literally can't even eat at all of them anymore because there's so many. I mean, that's the most first world problem to have. Um, but the, yes, the explosion of barbecue and quality barbecue all across the state and, and even outside the state for that matter. 
but it's it, it's such a wonderful thing to see and it's been a thrill for us to you know we're we feel like old farts in the barbecue world now because we've been doing this for so long um, but when we started doing it to where it is now is is just amazing to see and we're so lucky to, to have so many options in small towns and big cities and they're only growing there's more coming you know are we are we going to talk about some of the openings now or are we going to talk about that well, a little later it, it actually leads us right into number eight nice segue there all right i'm gonna have to buy you one for christmas um <laughs> you'll get three segue coupons um so number eight on our list is really thankful that good things are happening to good people and and we're talking about of course there's recognition uh, and we're talking about expansion yeah and great example of that uh, some of our favorite people in barbecue, the Evie Mays crew, um, Arnis and Mallory Robbins, and of course the the entire crew there. Nathan, uh, it's it's been amazing to watch what that business started out as, what it's grown into, and what it keeps growing into. If you haven't heard, Evie Mays uh, recently announced that they are going to be opening a second location uh, within a a large supermarket that's opening in uh, Lubbock. Uh, probably probably sometime in 2021 although I don't know if they have a firm date yet those uh, those are always moving targets of course um, but but it's been wonderful the story that Arnis and Mallory have, have shared not only with us but with others uh, of, of how they started this business and you know moved it to Texas and you know we're, we're, we're barely barely scraping by and then then a, you know a fateful visit from Daniel Vaughn really helped put them on the map for a lot of people yeah, I bet there's a really good episode on somebody's uh, th- podcast th- th- there really there is probably about like 18 different podcasts but but there is one on this one uh but well yeah one of our early episodes with Arnis is still one of our favorites but yes the, to watch and and see and hear what's gone on for that family and, and that that group of people in Wolfworth Texas is it's pretty awesome uh we're, we're so excited for them so happy for them no one deserves the success more than they do um and hopefully it just c- continues for for them and then but of course they're not the only ones there's been a, there there's a lot of new things popping up huh yeah i mean we've talked about pinkerton's opening up in san antonio for quite some time we're, yeah that's that's coming. getting yeah. really close from what i understand i mean grant's been sharing some pictures uh and it looks like they are they are closing in on it and that's uh, that's if you're in the San Antonio area, that should be super exciting for you. Um, and San Antonio has been a little slower to grow on the new barbecue movement than, than I would say Houston or Austin or, or Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, but, but it is starting to, to happen a little more. Of course, obviously 2M Smokehouse has been there for a number of years now and they're phenomenal barbecue. Um, but yes, it is great to see that Grant is getting close to opening a Pinkerton's location in San Antonio. Uh, there's something else that is uh, starting to pop up in San Antonio too. Um, well, are you talking about New Braunfels? No. Or Reese Brothers? I'm talking about Reese Brothers. Yeah, Reese Brothers. Yeah, uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Reese Brothers Barbecue is a new venture that is starting to do pop-ups in the San Antonio area. Uh, they started, out, or if you're not familiar with them, they were most recently at uh, Brick Vault Barbecue, uh, which is in the West Texas area. Uh, I believe it's Alpine, Texas, if memory serves me right. Um, one of the Texas Monthly Top 25 Best New Barbecue Joints. Uh, that we have unfortunately it's one of the few we've not been to yet uh, it's just kind of far for us but we do need to get there uh, but they are they are venturing out and then beginning to start their own uh, operations in san antonio area uh, they start i think they had their first pop-up a couple weeks ago and so be on the lookout give them a follow on instagram just search reese r-e-e-s-e brothers or bros bbq uh, should come up for you and then keep an eye out for them in the San Antonio area because that's uh, definitely a welcome addition to that scene. 
And, and just outside of San Antonio, kind of between San Antonio and Austin, is New Braunfels. And New Braunfels has uh, some exciting news coming there, too. Yeah. Um, gentleman we're familiar with uh, from Guest Family Barbecue in Waco. Uh, is, that is Cade Mercer, a very talented chef and barbecue cook. Um, he is starting to venture out on his own. He's going to start doing pop-ups as CM Smokehouse in the New Braunfels area. So I believe he's already taken Thanksgiving orders, uh, pre-orders, and then he'll he'll hopefully be doing pop-ups. I'm not sure if he'll do any by before 2021 or maybe early 2021. But uh, look up CM Smokehouse on Instagram. Give him a follow. I'm going to be a, it, he's learned from some really really talented people in the pit rooms and guests, and and he has a lot of talent himself. So looking forward to seeing and that's a, you know, another welcome addition for the for the San Antonio New Braunfels Austin whatever you want to call that area um, but really going to be exciting to watch uh, what goes on there over the next year let's kind of bring it back to our hometown and hometown area uh, of course Woodlands we know that um, there's another Killens barbecue that's coming out to Willens Woodlands it's just about to open up I, I thought Ronnie might not open any more restaurants. He, he, you mean this month? <laughs> this month. This month, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah of very course. exciting because um, it's going to be closer to my house. Um, and I don't have to drive all the way down to Pearland anymore. And it, it, I've been to the pop-ups there. I mean, it's going to be the same barbecue um, that you get in Pearland, just more accessible. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, more accessible is better. But there's another one for one of our, one of our, our good friends in somebody we really root for a lot um, which is Willow Villarreal he's the pit master at a new restaurant coming called J Bar M Barbecue and uh, technically the east side of Houston uh, yeah I think I want to say it's somewhere around east downtown-ish area um, yeah if, if you're not familiar with Willow Willow uh, was doing um, was operating his own food truck for a while uh, putting out I, I, I'm not exaggerating some of the best brisket in Texas uh, it was phenomenal, um, and he's a, a really, really talented cook. Uh, he is going to be heading up the pit room um, at that place at J Bar M Barbecue. Uh, they, they don't have a firm opening date yet, but they are construction is ongoing. They they have Moberg pits that have been built and are ready to be installed into the pit room, and it's going to be exciting. That place is going to be a uh, pretty massive operation, from what I understand. Massive. It's going to it's beautiful, from what I'm seeing from the pictures. Um, is going to have a, a, a great pit master heading up the helm there. Um, you yeah, know, with I, all the things going on in the world, I'm not sure how much, you know, I, I think live music was going to be a part of their business as well. Right, um, yeah, I, mean, I know they happen, had some but, creative ideas. I don't want to give too many of them away in case anything has yep, changed. I yeah, there's, but but yeah. I know that they had some pretty extensive plans for some really cool stuff at that place. Hopefully as many of them come to fruition as possible. Absolutely. Now, um, one other one that we're keeping a close eye on is Sam Jones Barbecue in Raleigh, North Carolina. Sam Jones? Who's Sam Jones? I've never heard of Sam Free Jones. Free Sam Jones. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Sam Jones, the uh, one of the famous whole hog cooks from the Carolinas, uh, the of the Pete Jones lineage, Skylight Inn. Um, and yes, he and Michael Letchworth opened Sam Jones Barbecue in Winterville, North Carolina. Uh, just uh, just right at five years ago, they just celebrated their five-year anniversary, and uh, they announced, I guess, maybe about a year ago, that they're opening a location in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, that's been coming along. Obviously, construction takes time, and all those wonderful things that anyone that's ever opened a restaurant will tell you. Uh, but they are making progress. Um, I know for a fact that they have hired some talented pit help. Um, shout out to our buddy Rich Pettit. Rich, uh, if if you don't know Rich, 
He's a super good guy, huge barbecue fan who's uh, worked under and learned with some of the best in barbecue. Kind of and, living the dream. Uh, yeah, he, he absolutely is. And, and I know he's uh, he's joined the Sam Jones team. So happy for him, so excited for for them and to see uh, to see the second location open. We, we can't wait to be able to travel and get out there again. Those turkey sandwiches? Uh, yes, the turkey sandwiches, the slaw, the cornbread. Uh, I mean, it's we're, we're so excited just to, to see more Carolina whole hog barbecue become an option for people and we can't wait to get out there to eat more of it ourselves yeah, and, and we're not going to divert too much on that but you know, I, hey we're thankful for whole hog in texas as well absolutely uh, yeah, yeah, shout, shout out to our buddy patrick fegis who cooks a phenomenal hog evan Leroy, Leroy and lewis barbecue that also cook great hog and then of course cadillac barbecue also serving hog uh every day that they're open and uh other places doing it as specials but yes we uh we love us some whole hog barbecue all right, and our, our final one on the list, what we are thankful for this year is just kind of in general, but also in specific, is barbecue friendships and, and the camaraderie that barbecue creates. Yeah, not between the two of us. We don't really care for each other. We're but, pretty much tired uh, of yeah, each other. But, I mean, but other people we like. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, we, have, we have made some great friends in barbecue, some people that if I became a vegetarian tomorrow, I'd still be friends with. They may not be friends with me, but, uh, but I'd still be friends with. And... Not going to sit here and shout out a list of names or anything like that, but but we've both made some some really. If fun... we shouted out any one name, we do a disservice uh, to others. Uh, absolutely. But, but yeah, so many people that we've met and learned, either through the podcast or through the barbecue world or through uh, helping out at events or just standing literally standing in line sometimes with yeah. these people, um, and just it's so great to get you know you have one thing in common and then you find out oh you have something else in common you have something else in common I mean. It was, it was hilarious. I, I know you were probably rolling your eyes, but when, when Nina Schmidt and I were talking today, just and I brought up Rockport, and she's like, oh, her family always spent the summer in Rockport, and my family always spent the summer in Rockport. So there's a second connection that we have, and it's all, all through barbecue. and um, it's, just, it's just great to be able to share something. I don't, I don't give a damn what your political affiliation is, but we can go have barbecue and enjoy ourselves and, and just have a really good time. And, and the food... The, the excitement around the food, the quality of the food, the road trips, exploring, and, and the experiences that you can't put a dollar amount on. And, you know, as you get older, you've always got those experiences. Yeah, and that's that's always been the biggest thing for us. I mean, obviously, we love the food and all that great stuff, but, but it, it is. It is the relationships we've been able to build and barbecue from, like you said, friends that we've met and made in line to people that owns people that were kind of idols to us before we ever knew them and now like they're people that we literally couldn't could send a message to and say hey how do you make this or hey can you give me a tip on that you know and they, they give us the gift of their time which is some, one of the most precious things to them and so it's it's been one of the greatest things in in the whole barbecue journey that we've been on over these however many years to to be able to get to know these people as people i mean come on these are people that they're making a living just like the rest of us. Their, choos- their chosen profession is just different than ours. Um, and it's it, and we're envious of it in ways, and in other ways we feel sorry for them because they have a grueling job oftentimes. You know, we talked with someone recently that just finished a shift at their place and was leaving there to go case sausage. And, you know, and that's going to be another several hours. And then they're going to get up tomorrow and they're going to do it again. And it's that is, that's what the game is, you know, as far as... And, and these people, you know... 
a, a few exceptions. There's a little bit of, of publicity now and a little bit of, you know, star power or whatever. But these people aren't sitting around signing autographs all day. Right. right. They're busting their ass and working. And at the end of the day, they get people... You're always going to get some people that complain about things or too fatty or not fatty enough. And and like Andrew said, I mean, the next day you got to turn around and do it again. you got to do it in every weather type of weather that comes in Texas. That can change every single day. And, uh, you know, we really respect well, the people a, in the business. I was just thinking about that when we were when we were at Smitty's today. Of It was a nice day outside, and it was still 90 degrees inside, oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. inside that smokehouse. And these, these people are in that smokehouse every single day for 10, 12, 14 hours a day. Imagine what that place is like in July for that length of time. I mean, we're mid-November, and it was brutal in there so i mean just things like that and things to keep in mind when you're you know if your piece of brisket wasn't as rendered as you wanted it to be but yes we, we are thankful for all those people in the barbecue world that that have provided those experiences not only for us but for countless others and doing it in these unprecedented times so thank you for all of you out there we hope you guys have a fantastic thanksgiving with your friends and family that you feel safe being around and all that wonderful stuff uh, we hope your Thanksgiving spread is good. If your turkey is dry, guess what? Everyone's is. Um, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, well, not everyone's. There's probably, like, Evans is probably great, but yeah. everyone else's probably sucks. Yeah, there's there's definitely some great, uh, and hey, by the way, if you don't want to cook, um, your time is running out. You, by the time you hear this, it's probably too late, but um, a lot of places are doing mail order or, or pre-order for uh, Thanksgiving, so always consider that. If you miss out this year, think about it for Christmas. Um, you know, our, our family started doing barbecue for Thanksgiving, um, and we really like it. You know, um, Thanksgiving itself as a holiday is kind of transitioning a little bit anyway. But, um, but you know, to think about it for Christmas, we love having a Christmas brisket. Um, you know, and I know I know a lot of Jewish people do that anyway, but we love having but a... But not for Christmas, because they're Jewish. Exactly, yes, yes. <laughs> that, that general time frame. But we, we do like having, um, you know, brisket for holidays that are, you know, Easter brisket, same thing. Um, anyway, have a damn good time. Enjoy life. Enjoy the friends that you have. Make new friends. Be safe. And um, just, you know, be cool. Don't, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. <laughs>